foundational tools to develop a biblical worldview. Welcome to Mentoring Matters, a listener-supported program of SharonHearts.org. With the world's culture invading the church, it is vital that we establish some deeper roots in biblical truth in order to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So join us now as we let the Word of God give us foundational tools to develop and maintain a biblical worldview. Hi, this is Sharon Hoskins. And this is Janie Ratzloff. And I'm starting us today in Romans 8, 37. It says, Yet in all things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, Janie, I read all of that because there is an attitude there with Paul that should encourage us that we are more than conquerors. He's listed everything. There's nothing that can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Well, I guess, Sharon, that would include a passage in Acts 16 where Paul is sitting in prison. Uh huh. All right. Now, I don't know. I'd have a real good attitude if I was sitting in prison. But, Sharon, Paul and Silas chose to sing and praise God in their circumstances. And those circumstances resulted in an earthquake. The earthquake resulted in a jailer being fearful that he was going to be killed because they had escaped. But no, Paul and Silas remained there, shared the gospel with the jailer. The whole family was saved. And that causes us to recognize that even in the worst of circumstances, we can overlook the opportunity to be available to someone in need. Right. That is so true. And so Paul and Silas really saw a door of service because they focused on the Lord of Jesus Christ rather than a closed door of their circumstances. Right. Because we can really get an attitude uh, that causes us to be defeated and therefore causing people to not really see Christ in us. A defeated attitude is not a good witness tool, is it? No, it's not. So, you know, what are some of the attitudes, Sharon, that really destroys our testimony? Well, I think frustration. We let our frustration and anger about every little thing. We're impatient. We, you know, it's all about us getting to where we need to go and doing what we need to do. Really kind of self-serving. Well, you take me back really to a place that maybe we wouldn't think that we'd go. But back in Song of Solomon, it talks about the little foxes that spoil the vines because the vines have tender grapes on them and the little foxes will go in and eat them and destroy them. So sometimes we think it's the big dramatic things of life that defeat us. But actually, whether it's your attitude of rebellion, which would be... I don't know if I really believe that or not. I think I'll do my own thing. Or maybe, have we ever been guilty, Sharon, of murmuring? Oh, yes. A murmuring says, I'm not content with where God has me. I'm not mm-hmm. content with my circumstances. Or have you ever had a worrisome thought? Mm-hmm. I have to confess, I've had a couple yeah. in my decades. 
But that's really a sign of faithlessness in trusting who we claim we serve. Oh, that's such a good, because that's what it shows when we worry, doesn't it? It shows everyone that we're faithless. And here is one that we are all guilty of. Poor, pitiful Pearl. Oh, Self-pity. Right. That's the victim mindset that Mm -hmm. all the wrongs that are being done to me Uh uh, are not my fault. It's somebody else's. But you know what? Poor pitiful Pearl is pride turned in on yourself. Wow. Okay. Those are the things that cause us to have defeat in our trials where we're supposed to be walking in victory with the Lord. It is those little things, Janie, that can really wear us down our daily walk each day out in the community around other people and other non-believers, Christians, all the like. You find yourself caught up in a gossip session or a complainy, gripey, whiny about, you know, your job situation or I mean, the number of things are endless. Like you were saying with the little foxes, it's all those little things that really just spoil our testimony. You know, Sharon, we used to have a couple of little foxes that lived around our house. And you couldn't catch them. They just darted here or there. And that's kind of the way we are when we allow allow the enemy to steal the fruit of our life. Oh, wow. And foxes are little. They're Uh cute. Uh And so we would tolerate them. And that's what we do with those little worries or those little anxieties. Uh They're little. It's no big deal. I'll get over it. I'll move on. But it's robbing us of the character of Jesus Christ. And then foxes work in pairs, we found out. Oh, yeah? One fox would create a mess while the other fox took the fruit because we had some grapevines out there. (laughs) And so one fox would be a diversion. The other fox would steal the fruit. Oh, I see. And that's what happens in our life. We think we can tolerate anger, but we have the fruit of a peaceful and gentle, quiet spirit robbed from us because we look at the diversion in life, not the root problem. Okay. And I just want to point out one other little creature, and that is the brown recluse spider. Oh, my goodness. It'll bite, but the bite goes so deep into the tissue with the poison that if you don't get it treated promptly and correctly, you can have your leg amputated. Yeah. It eats away. It eats away at the flesh. Mm-hmm. Little things are what destroy us. Once we make a commitment of salvation and we're on the road to being sanctified, set apart for God for a work, we need to be aware it's those little foxes that the enemy can creep in that we will accept. We won't go rob a bank. We won't go kill somebody. But we sure will keep our anger and our anxiety. And unforgiveness. And unforgiveness. And our expectations that make us go into depression when they're not filled the way we want them. Right. And that's like the subtleties of the enemy. It's like he's not some big monster that we think that he might be. He's, you know, the cute little fox that comes around and 
you know, destroys the fruit of our life. Or even coming in as an angel of light. Oh, yeah. The scripture says that he'll do that. Well, and that's how he set himself up in the Garden of Eden. And I think that's where a lot of our problems began. Right. All right. So, Sharon, are we just talking about defeat today or do we have an attitude for victory? Well, I think Paul was a great example of an attitude for victory. We're more than conquerors. We don't have to let worry and frustration take over our lives. And, you know, we really do probably need to study the life of Paul because when he was sitting in prison and he knew he was facing death, he was content. I repeat, he was content with his circumstances, even though he was pretty sure they were going to bring about death. And by the way, Paul was beheaded. All right. So if I thought I was going to be beheaded and my tone was joyfulness, thanksgiving, and praise. That's God. That's not me. Wasn't he in prison when he wrote the book of Philippians? Yes, he was. Okay. He was. And then in Hebrews, you know, it tells us in 11.6 that if we don't exercise faith, which is what Paul was doing, Uh it's impossible for us to keep the little foxes for taking over your life. And that's probably the message that you and I want to convey today, that there are bad things that happen. But joy Mm -hmm. is always possible when our focus is on the sovereign God that's controlling our life. And so, therefore, we can sing and offer praise no matter. Well, we find in Ephesians 6 where it talks about the fiery darts of the enemy. So all of those little things that are hiding in places that we don't think to look. God will keep us from those fiery darts so that we can stand. And when those fiery darts do hit us, we still have him to look to. So it's all about an attitude, don't you think? Well, I sure do. And the attitude is to have heads up and be looking for trouble. I brought out the brown recluse spider because you know where I found some? In my bed. Oh, my. So we always had to be on guard looking for the spiders, whether it was in the shoe or in the bed or just walking across the floor. We need to be on guard so that we don't have to live with attitudes of defeat, but we can live with attitudes of victory. So give me some examples of attitudes of victory. Well, can I keep my attitude relaxed in believing the sufficiency of Scripture? Can I have satisfaction focusing on the eternal and just not the temporal feel-goods? Can I, in my weakness, recognize God is invisibly working his strength because he says, my power is made available to you in your weakness because that's where my strength is visible. Okay. And then can I be content with what he supplies me? I will supply all your needs. He didn't say all your wants, Mm -hmm. but all of your needs. Okay, so my attitude for victory must be the sufficiency, satisfaction, strength, and supply, all focused in Christ. 
And that's why Mentoring Matters. Mentoring Matters is a listener-supported discipleship program of Sharon Hearts Ministry. Join a community seeking to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ with resource materials available for the journey at SharonHearts.org. That's S-H-A-R-I-N Hearts.org.